I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A huge thank you to Neon, our favorite New Zealand streaming service, for making this episode of Culture Vulture possible. Kia ora, my angels, and welcome back to the first, the first proper edition of Culture Vulture for the new year. Liv, how the bloody hell are you? I am good, Luce. I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to talk about everything that's happened sort of over the break. I, like personally and also <laughs> with the Kardashians. With the Kardashians, because <laughs> they have absolutely infiltrated the feed. I know. But before we get into what happened with the Kardashians, I do want to know... Did you live up to your petty person or petty girl summer? Honestly, no. Like, I'm so disappointed in myself. I'm so disappointed in my petty girl effort. But, but like, it's kind of a because same. Yeah. It's nice because we obviously had nothing to be petty about. Well, literally, we went back to our hometown and we went out for Christmas Eve, which is, like, the tradition. And, like, tradition. everyone was just nice. Everyone was just so Like, nice. there wasn't a lot to be petty about. I wish there was, but there wasn't. No, someone could have at least wronged me in honestly, some way. Honestly. Try me. Yeah, Everyone, try me. <laughs> Would you have ever swilled someone or is that too far? Is oh. that petty taken too far? Mm, I don't know. They might deserve it, in mm. which case, swill away. I <laughs> don't know um, if that's politically correct, but that's right. How was your summer? Yeah, great. Are you feeling relaxed? Feeling relaxed, feeling like I had a lot of sun, a lot yeah. of sea, a lot of lake water. It was yeah. amazing. I feel the exact same. Those are the three things that I feel also pop-top caravan. If anyone doesn't know what a pop-top caravan is, I towed one around with my little brother and it's literally like, it looks like a trailer. You unhook it, pops up, you've got a house. Best thing ever. And I'm actually thinking I want to buy one now. Yeah, well maybe that's how you get onto the housing market. <laughs> I just buy a bit of land, put a caravan on yeah. it. Oh God, who knows. Love. now that we've sort of heard about your summer and very vague terms, but I'm sure if things come up, they need to come up, they will. Oh, they will. What describes your week this week? Okay, I've got a sort of like combination of a few different things that describe my week. The Australian Open. Right. Puberty Blues. Oh. And Sex in the City, but without the sex. Oh, okay, go. Okay, just, okay. Just, just so, go. Okay, so Ruby and I, Ruby's boyfriend has just moved overseas. And so, you know, she's in need. She's got a lot of spare time on her hands and I've sort of been the step-in boyfriend. Um, and we've been playing quite a bit of tennis. Yeah. Um, very amateur level, but so that's been great. So Australian Open. Um, so Australian Open, but not because of Novak's Djokovic. Oh, no, God, no. Oh, well, because I was going to say, like, Liv, interesting of you to say Australian Open describes your week and not to mention the um, oh, dude no, that's no, made no, made no, no, it's my personal Australian oh. Open, so more Auckland Open. If you, you know. do want to know more about um, Novak... Novaks. Oh, it's like oh, a Novaks, reflex for me now called Novaks. You can go and listen to an episode of the shit show that we did all about him. Anyway, cheeky plug for Yeah, the love other that. Pod. Actually really interesting. Um, Puberty Blues. Again, Ruby and I have been on this sort of hobby spree. We went surfing for the first time, um, which just kind of, we were in Pihar. Yeah. Puberty Blues sort of vibe. <laughs> 
I couldn't think of anything else. Well, yours are better than you white doing your mind. Oh, God. Anyway, but yeah, surfing, that was great. And then pissed myself because I was so bad. Like, I pissed myself in the wetsuit because I was just so bad. I was laughing. You actually pissed yourself? Yeah. (laughs) And then um, sex and the Okay, I would actually do it. I'm saying ooh, but I would definitely do that. I'm just thinking about... The escape method for the ping. Yeah, there's none. <laughs> I was just stuck at yeah. that thing. You started talking on. I was still with the ping. And yeah. Too. Well, yeah. That, I love there's nothing that. I could do anyway. Yeah, no, no, there's um, not. And then Sex in the City without the sex because we had Cosmopolitans oh, the other yes. night, which it was very Carrie Bradshaw of us. And Lucy looks like Carrie Bradshaw today. <laughs> I got a um, crimper, a hair crimper for Christmas, everyone. Not that you even know what we look like, but I got blonde hair. And so when it's crimped up and the plus the humidity, it goes a little bit Carrie Bradshaw. And yeah, we had um, Cosmos last night. Yeah, so. the first time I've ever ordered a Cosmo in a bar. Mm-hmm. Did it hit the spot? Yeah, it actually did. Yeah, that was actually a vibe. Better than expected. Anyway, Liz, what about you? Your um, week? Well, look, I don't want to put a downer on the week, but oh, I just yeah, got back actually. to Auckland yesterday and my cat died, my little kitty. So um, It's actually too sad. To it's actually pretty comprehend. sad. Like, yeah. I know I sound fine, but he was low-key a therapy cat for me. My little brother passed away and we got Enzo, my little cat, to sort of help us, bring a little bit of joy to our lives. and Which he absolutely he did. did. That cat, like, served his purpose. He mm. came on, he was such a weirdo, like, such part of the family. Oh my god, so skittish and with these, like, huge, huge eyes. green eyes. And so, he'd, like, sit so with good. us while we were working, but I was a weirdo, but he was, like, the best. Anyway... I got home to Auckland and then he was a little bit sick, but, you know, I didn't think he was going to die. And then, unfortunately, he did. So my week has been a little bit consumed, but I've, like, scheduled in times to sort of cry. <laughs> I got busy as days from, Honestly, like, this is 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. today. I'm so busy. CEO life. I just don't have time to cry. CEO life. Honestly, she schedules in her crying sessions, whereas I do it midday, apparently. Yeah. But that's fine. <laughs> well, yeah. Me and Liv handle things in the complete opposite way. Like, I compartmentalize everything until like I've got nothing left to do and I can go and feel some emotions whereas Liv it's like no face this head on like strong like, woman all face consuming cannot compartmentalize for the life of me but anyway so if we reproduced we'd have an emotionally stable kid we actually would <laughs> we'd meet in the middle and be somewhat mentally stable yeah I know so look we might we might dedicate this uh this episode to Enzo my little oh, no, we will. Enzo, love you love you Enzo anyway Let's get into my naughty or nice oh, to start please. So I want to start off with Molly May. Mm. Now, Molly May, for those of you who don't know, maybe you do, maybe you don't. She was on Love Island and she's become just this, like, the influencer of all influencers. Mm-hmm. Influencers? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. I don't like follow her really close but her vlogs are so cute like I loved her on Love Island love her and Tommy like know who she is know what she's about um she has recently come under fire and I'm gonna explain the situation and then have a little bit of a discussion about it so she came under fire because she went on a podcast called Diary of a CEO and she said this. Beyonce has the same 24 hours in a day that, that we do. You're given one life and it's down to you what you do with it. So I understand that obviously we all have different backgrounds and we're all raised in different ways and we do have different financial situations. But I think if you want something enough, you can achieve it. And it just depends to what lengths you want to go to get where you want to be in the future. And I'll go to any length. I've worked my absolute arse off to get where I am now. 
And so this, um, it was like I listened to the interview and it was like mm-hmm. an hour something podcast, like quite a long one. And yeah. with, I mean, the guy that was interviewing her, he used to be on like Dragon's Den. He was a CEO type. And he was like, you know, gassing her up, sort of going along with it. It was that type of chat. But this clip, which, yes, is like quite an uneducated thing to say or quite an old way of looking at things it to is. say I you feel have like the same 24 hours it's in the day. Because what, what Molly May's probably our age. Yeah, so she's, she's around like 24. Yeah. It's and the kind of shit that was on Tumblr and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's we the kind of shit up. that we were taught at high school. Yeah. And it's, it's in this day and age, really uneducated and really, like, you know, it, it shows quite a privileged way Definitely of thinking a privileged and living. lens. Like, yeah, a very privileged lens. Mm. And I'm not saying that it doesn't in any way, shape or form. I'm just saying that I saw this go viral on TikTok in a really, really, like, gross way. Just people took this clip, out, like, out of context, out of the context of who she was talking to, mm-hmm. how long the chat was. Um, what she said around what that she statement. Said, yeah, around yeah. it, which you get on TikTok, you get, the con- like, the content sort of collapse. Yes. The context collapse, sorry. And, and I just saw people just going in on her and on Twitter, and it just, like, it reminded me so much of Caroline Flack and just, like, the way that when these people are on reality TV, they say marginal stuff all the time, but because we love it, mm-hmm. like, we're consuming it, we're fine, we let everything fly, but it's like, as soon as we no longer get something out of it, as soon as it's no longer for our entertainment, then we choose to see it in a whole nother light. That's so true. And, like, as soon as it's no longer for our entertainment, I feel like people, they, the shameless girls talked about intent versus impact, and I just feel like the impact of this in terms of, like, what she said versus the way that she was so publicly, like, shamed, Yeah, it didn't line up. So Molly came out and she said, um, obviously on Instagram stories, which is where everyone does their apologising these days, she said, I wanted to come back online today, as normal, but I feel like before I do that, I need to say this. When I say or post anything online, it is never with malice or ill intent. I completely appreciate that things can affect different people in different ways. However, I just want to stress that I would never intend to hurt or upset anyone by anything that I say or do. I apologize to the people that have been affected negatively or misunderstood the meaning of what I said in the podcast. The intentions of the podcast were only to tell my story and inspire from my own experience. And like the way she said it was meaning to be like motivational. Yes. Um, Again, it was an uneducated, dated way of looking at things. But like, I, I don't. I just when I looked at this, it it gave me the shits a little bit. I was just like, everyone is being so nasty to her. When like people say, "Why?" I just we're talking about the Kardashians today, and I just mm -hmm. saw a, a clip go of Kylie saying like, "Money isn't everything. Money isn't everything." And I was sort of like, "Why are we letting Kylie Jenner say money's not everything when like?" She's never known what life is without money. Just so hypocritical. Yeah, when Molly May says, like, something that's really, like, not that bad. Uneducated, yes, but not that bad in the grand scheme of things. And people are, like, telling her to die and just, like... It's just, I think people just see these influences with this so-called perfect life and they're just... They are waiting for them to slip up and they're just yeah. waiting to put the dagger in. Yeah. For things that, like, yes, I totally understand where... Where, she went wrong yes, where, with that yeah. statement. Um, it's also interesting, like, someone was there producing that podcast and did they choose to leave that in knowing that it would go viral? Like, were they not protecting, like, Molly Mays? I mean, they always want to capitalise off of the enragement. But, like, I'm just wondering, 
someone let this go in there. I think it's interesting that you said that, you know, the setting that it was that it was in because if it was for like a CEO type podcast, you know, that is often the narrative that is pushed by CEOs yes. and business people that do well and business people that may have come from, you know, not particularly affluent upbringings. Yeah. And it is the whole like you can do anything you set your mind towards. And like that has been drilled into us so mm. heavy handedly. And I guess that like, you know, when you're around that sort of environment, that's the standard. So maybe yeah. they just like didn't they wouldn't pick up even, on it. Yeah, that's yeah. What, that, yeah, I I honestly don't think they would have. And I mean, Molly May's come under criticism for other things. Like she works, she's a creative director for Pretty Little Thing, which yes. is like a, just a, quite a fast, fast, fast fashion, fast fashion yeah. company and just sustainable. Not yeah, not um, that good of a company. And that aside, like there are, I, I, sometimes I do feel like it's another case of there are people out there doing really harmful and really, really bad things, and that might be where our attention should be. Yeah, like, why are we wasting our time? Yeah, like, there's bigger fish to fry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and just back to the thing is, like, when it's for our entertainment, we seem to be fine with it. Like, on Love Island, they can, like, fay on Love Island, you know? They can, like, blow their top. Oh, they can and, run like, their mouth, and if we're sat there and we're like, oh, my God, what's happening? The drama. Yeah. Like, yeah, when it's no longer drama, when it's just like, oh, she's someone that I used to follow. And she's sort of doing well for yeah, and she's doing now. well and she's capitalised off yeah. of that. We don't like it when people capitalise off of that because we see reality stars as like dumber yeah. than us, I think. You know, not speaking from personal view, but I think that reality stars are sort of shown to be portrayed in a tackier light. They're portrayed as someone not to take particularly seriously. And obviously she's a very, very smart businesswoman mm. and people want to see that she got it handed to her. Mm. And so like this again doesn't fit the narrative again she didn't say it in the right way yeah. and there's a lot of privilege that comes with a statement like that. It's sort of disregarded the rest of her, like, you know, that's gone viral mm-hmm. and now I feel like anything else she does is sort of tainted by her saying that and people are just being like, I know. And and because she's, you know, a woman as well and, and we face this kind of shit all the time anyway, it just, it's a shame when stuff like this happens and, I mean, we probably don't need to say it but, like, don't go and hate on anyone yeah, just online. Please. Just like, yeah, I feel like we say this multiple every, polls. Yeah, because we have to, because it fucking keeps happening. Yeah, I, and especially with Love Island stars. Mm-hmm. Like I know we've seen it time and time again. So so that's like a naughty from like, you know, taking it out of context or just like the the people that I think have gone in really hard, but also like not a good thing for her to say. If we again, if we want anyone to learn from the things that they do or say you can't just bully the shit out of them. Like, nah. you, then they're just going to be terrified. If you want to see any change, you've got to do it with grace. You've got to be like, oh, maybe we don't say that anymore, but you don't bully like, the shit out of them. If you're sending death threats to someone for saying something like that, what should people say to you for sending a death threat? I know. It's just, yeah, it's all very hypocritical. Mm-hmm. My next story, Liv, I actually sent this to you. It is a TikTok. And Liv, you spoke actually on our last proper podcast about downloading TikTok and trying to get into it as part of your like 2022. Have you downloaded it? I have. Yeah. I've downloaded TikTok. Yeah. It was kind of like, I don't know if it was my 2022 like goal, but I've definitely become more active on the social mm. media over nice. the summer. Um, We've got to sort your algorithm out. Yeah. My algorithm is just really, really shit. And I think because like I haven't had the good side of TikTok yet, like I can't be bothered yeah. scrolling through it, but I know I've just got to push It will only through. take like 
20 minutes. I know, I know, I know. know. It's It's ludicrous. But but we'll keep checking in. Anyway, I still um, download them and send them to Liv if I think she's going to be into them. And this story, Liv, like, this was up our alley with culture vulture. absolutely. So I'm talking about the A, B, C, D, E, F, U song. You you know the one. I'm not going to start the year off by singing because I know some people really dislike that. Um, I'm talking actually, about hate comments. Yeah, talking about hate comments. <laughs> Come on now. Be nice to me, will you? Yeah. <laughs> um, I know that you guys have probably heard the song. It goes A, B, C, D, E, F, U, and your mum and your sister and your job and your broke-ass car and that shit you call art. Anyway. Savage. Yeah, I know. Low-key, but he must have wronged it's her. It's hard, yeah. So we all thought that this was a really organic, wholesome, like started on TikTok, now we hear story because the song's really blown up. So it's by an artist called Gail and someone asked Gail on TikTok, can you please write a song using the alphabet? And she replied to this comment and sung this song, the really catchy hook, and then it just blew up because like the hook does its job. Very catchy. And then this really, really good TikTok sleuth, we always talk about TikTok sleuths, um, called Daniel Swall. Da- either Daniel's Wall or Daniel Daniel Swall. I'm guessing it's the letter. Daniel, not Daniel's <laughs> Wall. Like, I mean, I haven't I met even... many Daniels as a, as a singular person in my life. But Daniel's hey, no, it might be. It might be. Who am I to say? It's funny that I even went there. Like, it (laughs) might be Daniel's fault. Anyway, um, they looked into the person that posted this comment saying, can you write a song, um, ABC, about, can you write a song about the alphabet? And they said, if you look at this comment, we see this account and the name is Nancy Berman. And if we go to the account, you see that it's private. But if you look up Nancy Berman on LinkedIn or Google her, you can see that she's a digital marketing manager at Atlantic Records. Mm. So the plot sort of thickened and then pe- and then like they looked into it, put two and two together, and it turns out that like the song, which we all thought was so organic and she just wrote off of this random comment, was not the case. It no. was actually um, Atlantic Records being like, this is a great marketing ploy. And it was. It was. Smart. It was. It was smart. They did it well. She still it wrote the song. Like, yeah, it's yeah. a young artist. I like, mean, yeah, we're all obsessed with this sort of like authenticity of like, you made it right then and there sort of thing. And it's like, I guess it was, it was still made. Yeah. But question everything, everyone. Question everything. Like, don't believe what you see. And exactly. it makes me wonder how many oh. of, how many of those ploys have flopped? Like, I'm sure it's like hundreds lost. and hundreds. Yeah. And then yeah. one works. So really interestingly, I wrote about this in the morning newsletter. And you know how Lord was signed to like a writing deal with Universal when she was like mm-hmm. 16? And then she blew up on SoundCloud like really organically. Yeah. But because people then found out that she was signed to Universal, they started saying, oh, this was all a ploy. She was an industry plant. Like her songs didn't blow up organically on SoundCloud. But they did. Just because she had a writing deal didn't mean that they planned this big ass thing. For and sure. so like people are saying that Gail is also an industry plant. And then I read that like, 
people always assume that women have been women artists have been planted there not always but like way more women are assumed to be planted there by the music industry than men are Interesting. men are often seen as authentic and coming up like on their own oh, that but just... women get like the flack of Mm, no, they were definitely like worked with a label and then were put in front of that. So I'm really hesitant to be like, fuck this, like she shouldn't have like done that. It's like, no, they found something that worked. She's an artist. Hopefully she's not struggling as an artist anymore. Exactly. They it's not like it was Ariana Grande or someone saying yeah. that, oh, I've just written this song from yes. like, you know, audience input. That which, would be tea. Would be serious tea because it's like, hey, you're already blown up. You don't need to yeah. do that. You don't need that sort of gimmick. But it's like, hey, if it's someone that no one knows, yeah. it's worth and a it's shot. And it's just like smart. It's kind of using TikTok smart. in a really smart way. It would be interesting to do an episode about like the marketing ploys like, that have worked so for like, artists, movies. Sort of like the ARGs yes. you know, for the Batman movies. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Nah, that an, shit is so interesting. We have an episode of Extremely Online all about ARGs yeah. if you're confused about what they are. But back to like, you know how you said it was more female artists. Yes. It's just like a strange way to objectify women. Yeah. Again. Like, like, you know, strange... not for their bodies, but it's like for... They their, can't do it on their own. Yeah, like they're captured as a person. It's like, oh, they look good, whatever. But like, again, it's oh, mm. not the brains behind the. Yeah, of course they couldn't have gone and done this so themselves. Fucking outdated. Yeah, it's anyway. sort of just another thing. Um, so naughty or nice? It's kind of just more like conniving. Conniving. Yeah. I think it's naughty, but in a sort of like and sort of ooh, like a cheeky. Naughty, yeah, exactly. Like, not a malicious naughty. Yeah, like, like a, that's a, a bit naughty, naughty of you. But yeah. someone on TikTok's found you out. Absolutely. <laughs> I just thought that was such an interesting story. And then my last naughty or nice, I wanted to end on a on a nice one is just. Tom Holland and Zendaya, like, as a concept. As a concept. It just, like, it's been my whole TikTok feed. I weirdly am obsessed with Spider-Man. Like, okay, I, I went okay. um, and saw it on my own in the theatres because I just wanted to experience it real. Like, I just wanted to be in the moment. And Tom and Zendaya Love, if you haven't seen it, they are love interests on Spider-Man. Yeah, I haven't seen Spider-Man. One, I love that you went by yourself to a movie. That's literally one of my favourite things. Yeah, but it's so good. I just feel like you're so absorbed. Like, no one kind of talking to you and being like, And I'm always the one talking to other people, so it's kind of good for everyone else in the theatre if I can't. Oh, my God. That's... Yeah, that's very funny. But I haven't actually seen them together on screen. I've seen a few, like, interview snippets oh. of them, like, looking endearingly at each other. Like, they just seem like really good mates, like, compared yeah. to other sort of couples that Celebrity we couples. see. Not that they even owe us insight like that, but because no. they're on the, like, PR trail anyway right that's now. That's the thing, right? They seem to be just having the best time. They're, like, seem to be such great mates. They really seem to be so in love. And talk about good marketing strategy as well. I, I know. I mean, not saying that they're a PR stunt, but, like... But, like, so Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst, they were, like, the OG um, couple in Spider-Man, and they dated. And then right. Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone, who were the next iteration oh of Spider-Man... Oh, my God, they dated too, They didn't dated, they? like... <gasps> In love with them. Also, Andrew Garfield. Oh, Are they still dating? No, no, but they should be. Mm. And then apparently Tom and Zendaya had like one of the um, either casting people or someone that worked on Spider-Man was like, you two, it's in your best interest like not to date. And but you and know, of the course, as soon as someone yeah, but as soon as someone tells you you can't have something, it gives that much more. The ant pheromones, the ant pheromones have just exploded <laughs> in the room. So <laughs> I just thought that was. Nice. That was really nice. Yeah, that's lovely. That's, like, that's, I'm that's nice. 
times two, I think. Nice times two. Yeah. And a really great segue because Euphoria has oh. just come out, the new season. We're obsessed with it. And just before we get into the ad for Neon, because Euphoria is on Neon and it comes out every week, like as soon as you need it. It comes out tonight. It comes for out. Us. I'm so excited. Anyway, not when you're listening, but when we're talking. <laughs> when we're talking. Sorry, guys. We've Sorry, that's that. more of a personal thing, not for you. <laughs> um, just a content warning. The first episode specifically was quite gruesome. I mean, it pretty much mentions yeah. any theme like drug-related themes and violence. like violence, sex. Like it's we do need to give a wee yeah. content warning, especially before we recommend it to you all. But you know, for now, let's get into our ad from our wonderful sponsors. Right, so we wouldn't be able to do this ad read, like I just mentioned before, um, without talking about the fact that Euphoria is back on our screens. Oh, we have been waiting a long time for this. I think like two years. I, I think they put, keep pushing it because of COVID. Like, ending. Oh, thank God it's back. I know. You, I mean, you saw, you actually got on this bandwagon before me, but me and Liv have both got like sparkly eye makeup, you know, for, the, for recreating those Euphoria looks. And Liv, have you seen all the memes about like their school uniforms or what they wear to school, like versus what we fucking wore to school? Oh my God, yes. I know. Luce, I do believe that we also have a little note from Ruby, our third member, who's sort of the admin behind this podcast, um, about what she's been loving on Neon. Yeah, so Ruby has been obsessed with a show called The Great on Neon. She says that it's funny, it's horny, and she told me that me and Liv have to watch it, which means, by proxy, you all have to go and watch it too. Absolutely. So you can actually catch Euphoria Weekly or The Great or watch whatever else your heart desires on Neon with a 14-day trial. Yes. It's our favourite New Zealand-based streaming service and it's the reason that Culture Vulture exists. We love you, Neon. Shot Neon. Okay, Liv. Now, the main event, the thing that just keeps on giving, we've been trying to research and every day there's something else. Honestly, I was like talking loose through, you know, the main points that I was going to talk through this morning and then she was like, have you seen this? Have you seen that? And I was like, oh my god. No, they just keep popping up. Hour by hour. Hour by hour, Kardashians, like the devil works hard, Kris Jenner works harder. Liv, you're going to talk to us all about the PR machine behind the brand, the people, the faces, the butts, we all know. Yeah, the butts, they are big and actually a big segment of this podcast, so... Brace yourself. But first, before we get into that, we really do need to give an update on Astro World because this is basically the reason we're talking about the Kardashians. Exactly. So this whole segment is sort of about the PR machine behind the Kardashians that covers up anything sort of icky or wrong or that could get in the media about the Kardashians. And the biggest thing that has sort of been plaguing them at the moment should not be saying plaguing while the COVID-19 pandemic's going around the world, but it has been plaguing them, is the Astro World Festival. Obviously, you guys know there was a tragedy at Travis Scott, who's Kylie's beau, um, his his festival, Astro World, where 10 people died. And it just seems to have disappeared off of our mm-hmm. radars, which means that their scheming has worked. It means that their team has actually done a good job. Yeah. And we just thought, I mean, we have a whole episode over on the shit show about the tragedy itself and what happened, but we thought that we couldn't do, obviously, a whole segment on the Kardashians without first sort of bringing back to light the thing they were trying to cover up. 
So a little bit of an update on Astro World. Um, the US House of Representatives Committee on Oversight and Reform, big name, just um, announced, actually announced about a month ago, but it flew under the radars that it's leading an investigation into Live Nation's role in the tragedy. So like the government is actually getting involved in looking into Live Nation. I didn't hear about that a month ago. That's when, interesting. Yeah, when it came out. So basically a letter was written and signed by a bunch of people on the committee to Michael Rapinoe, who is the CEO of Live Nation, just saying like, protocols weren't followed. We need to look into why and how this happened. And to stop it from ever, ever, ever happening ever, again. Ever happening again. And then just before we got on mic, the FBI have actually just announced that they've partnered with the Houston Police Department to create a portal where you can, if you are at the festival, you can upload your photos, your videos, anything. So um, obviously getting the FBI involved is a big deal. Oh, so like crowdsourcing. All yeah, of so like if you evidence. were there, let's look at the evidence. They are getting a little bit of backlash about this because it's two months, like over two months since the festival happened. And people are wondering like, would you have deleted some of the traumatic things oh, that you filmed? You probably would have. Would they have disappeared from your stories? Would they have disappeared from your memory? Yeah, and so, I mean, good that they're doing this, but people are being like... Oh, I mean, it also takes time to build a portal like this to have That's it really true. secure. Um, but, yeah, two months on is interesting. And then, according to Rolling Stone, just after the Astroworld tragedy, um, an email from the event's promoters was sent out allegedly to employees saying that they wouldn't be paid unless they gave up their right to sue Scoremore and Live Nation. So apparently um, these people, like the people that organised the event, were holding back wages until these people were like, no, we won't sue you. Until That's the employee- shocking. Yeah, well, you can't do that. No. And so, yeah, like that is that was found out by leaked emails and Rolling Stone reported on that. I, it's allegedly, but I mean, I, I don't know why Rolling Stone would report that if it wasn't sort of sure. at least remotely true. And I mean, that's a cover up in itself. That's actually fucked. And then since then, there's been nearly 300 lawsuits like filed against, well, Travis Scott, Live Nation, the organisers, some even against Drake, who came on stage with Travis Scott. But Travis Scott has sort of returned to social media without like verbally saying anything or like taking any responsibility for the incident. And mm. like all of this shit. Even to me, who writes a daily newsletter about the news, and we covered this, all of this flew under the radar. Yeah, like you had to go out searching. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit, like at least three big things have happened since these people tragically died, and the media and we all just moved on because like other things came up. Because of the PR machine of the fucking Kardashians. I know. And the way that they have created story upon story or allegedly oh created God. story upon story to like literally create an avalanche over exactly and so me and Liv went and had a had a summer break but do you know who didn't have a break was the Kardashians mm -hmm. because we got back and so much had happened over our summer that we were like we actually need to talk about this because the strategy and the intentions here is far more interesting than the Kardashians themselves oh yeah it's the meticulous nature of the Kardashians Isn't and it? the way that they control the media even with like you know this is obviously a horrific tragedy that yes. happened at Astro World and they're willing to put themselves in other compromising situations in the media that's not quite as bad to Absolutely. take some of the rap which is just like a really interesting strategy like you're 
sacrificing yourself, but like because you've done something. Yeah, worse. you're not exactly like rehabilitating your image. No, you're just sort of distracting because you From know that. Yeah, you know that the news cycle moves fast and people will forget. Exactly. So, do you want to go through some of the things that happened while we were on our summer break? Yes. So, I'll start off with sort of where we left off from last year, which was Kim. And Pete Davidson, that strange coupling that sort of emerged um, through SNL. Yeah. Um, so basically, you can actually listen to our episode about the cringe couples. Yes. What was it called, Luce? Return of the Cringe Couple. The Return of the Cringe Couple. And we sort of dive a little bit deeper into this weird, weird pairing. Weird, but kind of... Weird, but I'm, it's, I mean, it's totally a PR couple, which yep. I'm sad about because I, I'm kind of like here for it. Yeah, so like a lot of people are speculating that the pairing is a PR stunt, mm. but nothing's actually been no. proven. It never um, will be. No, either. and it never will be. There is some evidence of it being staged. Like, have you seen that video of there's there's pap shots of them holding hands in a parking lot? And then there was a video that went on TikTok and basically it shows when they held hands and it was like this weird walk by where they sort of grabbed each other's hand for a second yeah. as like a photo yep, opportunity. I have seen that. Yeah, yeah, and then they sort of carry on yeah. with their day. Like yeah. it's very, very strange. It's strange and it's like the classic move as well. Yeah, it yeah. is the classic move. So there's a whole lot of that sort of shit. Yeah. Like he had a love bite, like all of that very... Oh, yeah. And like they went to Barbados, but apparently she was holding a magazine that was dated like ages ago so they were like were these shots just taken yeah exactly that's the thing so you know a whole lot of that going on but then there also is some evidence towards them being a legit couple yeah and we'll actually get to it but yay has just like released or leaked a song where he does talk about pete davidson so maybe yay doesn't know maybe yay doesn't know maybe it's not he's out of the family now isn't he so i've actually got some good tea coming up later on yay yeah yeah you don't even know no very interesting um so the second sort of cover-up story this one is fucked um Kim photoshopped True, who is Khloe Kardashian's baby, into an Instagram grid post with her baby Chicago. Um, and it's very obviously photoshopped. Like there's a it's a swipe across, so yeah. two different photos. One of them is like very obviously photoshopped. Like there's a line. Like why do they well no, I'm saying why do they do this? It's to distract yeah. us from our world, but it's so buzzy that Kim's willing to leave it Go, up there. It's almost psychotic. And yeah. then and then the other photo is like, if you look hard, you can definitely tell because the pictures that they've used of True are on Chloe's, like they've been on the internet. So mm. like you can see the exact picture that someone took it from. And I wouldn't be surprised if they also planted someone to comment the first comment saying this looks yes, photoshopped. I would definitely agree. Um, so the Instagram account by the name of kai.storm.lovely showed that one of the photos was actually True's face photoshopped onto Kylie Jenner's daughter Stormy's body. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is just so, so weird. So when I first heard about this, I thought, like, why the fuck would Kim do this if they really wanted to Photoshop True into a photo? Like, they'd have the budget to hire the world's mm. lead designers. They could, like, definitely create a deep fake and, like, make oh, it so believable. Easy. They could make a video if they wanted. Easy. Not a botched Photoshop attempt. Um, so the TikTok account um, at Mayachondrial Membrane, quite a good, mm. quite a good name, 
made a video about the incident that went viral. And at first she thought that for some reason Kim had wanted to show that particular photo of Chicago because she looked cute or whatever, but Kylie didn't want Stormy in it for whatever reason. Mm. Um, But then when she did a bit more digging, she discovered that the picture was posted just before Travis Scott's return to Instagram after the Astroworld tragedy. So um, this TikTok account brings up some great points about how his picture is like in black and white to symbolize mourning and is a silhouette so you can't even really see his face. So it just sort of sneaks under the radar. And they literally made this whole photoshopping thing. Just so that he could come back, like, with as little attention as possible. Yes. Nah. That's actually fucked up, eh? Really, really fucked up. Um, So the next story is Khloe Kardashian. There's a few stories about Khloe. She's been in a few headlines recently. Um, So a clip of her from the archives of Keeping Up With The Kardashians Mm. has resurfaced um, of her saying a racial slur and basically fetishizing black men, like very blatantly. And the thing is, is that this... Like, again, it's all speculation, it's all allegedly, but no one would have access to the archives, the Kardashian archives, except for the executive producers, of which Kris Jenner, and I want—I don't even yeah. know if Kim Kardashian is an executive producer in the later episodes, but, like, that, I can't imagine someone leaked yeah. that. Like, unless it was, I don't know whether it was leaked or whether it was just from, like, from a previous show, show because, mm-hmm. you know, that... Back there, time kind of changed. Yeah, time and changed. Have, it was yeah. a different context. Still, you know, totally yeah. wrong. But and it, them fetishizing sort of not just black men, but the whole entire black culture, and then like profiting off of it. Oh my god! And then when it doesn't suit them, that's a whole nother hundred percent. So this whole clip, you know, resurfacing really sparked or reignited that broader conversation about the Kardashians' continual appropriation of black culture, and um. As Alison Davis wrote for Vulture magazine, that the Kardashian sisters, and this is her quote, relationships with black men and their multiracial children they had with them seem to offer some sort of cultural cover for their appropriation, which is actually really interesting because um, in the next conversation we'll sort of come back to that. But basically they've done a lot of black cultural appropriation, but one that's really coming to the surface at the moment is the rumours that Kim and Chloe have both recently reversed their BBLs. So yeah. for those of you who don't know what a BBL is, it stands for a Brazilian butt lift, which is a type of cosmetic surgery that many have assumed that the Kardashians have had. We don't know yeah. that they have, but it seems pretty likely. And to be honest, that whole assuming, not assuming, never confirming, never denying just mm-hmm. feeds the rumor mill because I've been seeing so many TikToks. Again, this is another planted probably cover-up of Astro yeah. World in the big picture is that everyone's been talking about, you know, um, them getting their butts deflated or their hips, like, removed the injections that have been in there. And, and like, cultural appropriation aside, it's another tactic to talk about anything but... Oh, my God. No pun intended. The main event... Oh, Absolutely. Um, There's a lot that comes with this conversation. There's a lot to dig into for the BBLs. Yeah, I I think it was by the same TikToker that you mentioned earlier. Saw a really good video that talked about the white flight Mm -hmm. and how... Courtney and Kim have both sort of gone, like, when they've been dating these black men, they've sort of matched them almost or, like, their culture quite literally as currency. Like, they've made bank off of these bodies that, not like, beauty standards aside, they've said they're natural or they've, like, 
portrayed as natural and like, but not, we can't afford, they're not natural and we normal people can't afford mm-hmm. to get them. And they've sort of, yeah, appropriate. It's like when they're trendy, they, and they also set trends. So it's also so interesting. But it's like when they're yeah. trendy, they'll appropriate the culture. And then when it's no longer trendy or they want to change the trend, like it, it seems to go inside with when, it. They're, when they're dating these, like, you know, Travis Barker and Pete Davidson. Then they've gone and deflated almost their bodies to like take back their whiteness or take back their like natural selves. This is and it's exactly like we can't it. keep up. Like this is why young women have such issues with how they look. Hugely. I mean, there's been a meteoric rise in BBLs over the last few years. Mm. Apparently like 77.6% increase. Yeah. And definitely, definitely, definitely related to the Kardashians and like, you know, the championing of this body and the way that it's trickled down into social media and therefore the wide, like the wider population. So the BBL, first of all, is actually highly dangerous. Like it's Mm. a very dangerous cosmetic procedure. The NHS warns that the risk of death can be at least 10 times higher than other cosmetic procedures. And often it's people that can't really afford to have it. So they go to places that aren't doing as good of a job. Or I've actually, because I've read so many pieces on this Mm. and I've written about it in the newsletter, like, They'll go to these doctors that are actually really good at what they're doing, but the doctors are getting so incredibly booked out, and they actually shouldn't be doing this, that they're doing surgery after surgery after surgery, and then right. they, these people either don't have the money to pay for the aftercare in the hospital, or the hospitals are that flooded. I mean, especially with the pandemic going on, they don't have room to provide the appropriate aftercare. So these girls, like I've seen videos of just so many women on flights like having to kneel down because obviously you can't sit on your butt and like yeah. and, and everyone's saying like they should still be in hospital at this point but they can't afford it and so it is incredibly dangerous because of the demand as yeah, you said before, because of the, the increase yeah increase and it's a really interesting phenomenon and I don't blame anyone for feeling like they want to go and get it done because it's it's the, it's the culture. It's what we are seeing day in and day out. Oh except my God. for like, yeah. it's being portrayed to us as natural and that we have to go and get these procedures to get it done. But it's like to oh, look as good as those are, natural yeah. women. Yeah, it's just absolute bullshit. But then when it is natural women, I actually saw another really good video on TikTok. Mm. People like they don't like it because if, if it's natural, then you've got like cellulite, you've got rolls. It's all amazing. Like you look it's not that like, high polished version yeah, of what it should be. Like, I know. And people, just, they can't handle it as soon as it's not the like Photoshopped version. It's like, no, this person looks amazing and they are the blueprint that you're trying to copy. Oh my so, God. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. There's actually a really good article in ID Vice, um, the online magazine written by Ben Seca KMB, explaining that plastic surgery actually has partial roots in racism as a practice, um, as it was approved in 1918 to facilitate the extinction of the black and rainforest dwelling races. Um, so that was only just over a hundred years ago. Oh my God. So, so plastic surgery started off as a way to mask yeah. what now people are paying all this money exactly. to get. Exactly. So this is like the double-edged sword of the BBL because beautification had always come hand-in-hand hand with whiteness being the desired look. But BBLs were in some way a symbol of like the celebration of, you These know. beautiful like Latin bodies. Yeah, or, absolutely, yeah, and black culture. But, but mostly the people that are getting these surgeries are rich white women. So the big bum has become like racialized capital. It's been co-opted. It's totally been co-opted. And then this article goes on to say that they 
that, however, for some people, BBLs are like a mechanism for survival mm. um, due to kind of like the sex industry and things like that. Yeah, so, like, absolutely. It's a huge, huge area of debate. Yeah. And then also people are speculating not through a racial lens but through a economic lens that the sisters' figures are looking more natural, the sisters and the Kardashians' yeah. figures are beginning to look more natural because they want to stay ahead of the body trend curve, as we were talking mm-hmm. about. But because of the pandemic and people are sort of turning against these huge displays of wealth, mm. that like the natural cozy home look is now in. The and they want to be back to the every woman because they know that they're not going to survive in this economy, yeah. you know, in the next 10 years because we're no longer looking at wealth as something that we really aspire really. Yeah, yeah, aspire to. It's more like, you know, internal happiness, I guess. So they're trying to portray that through their brand and it just shows mm. the extent that they're willing to go to. Absolutely. It just, like, it just reiterates that women can never win. Like, mm-hmm. I and, and that's a generalisation because people other than women feel insecurities like this. But just, like, you know, when we were younger, like, it was like, oh, does my butt look big in this? Yeah. And And that was a bad thing. Yeah, like, it was a bad thing. And then it was like, now it's like, oh... Like, does this make my butt look good? As in big. And it's and now the Kardashians are like starting to set another trend where they are deflating. I mean, and and influencers alike, like even Molly May, who we were talking about earlier, has had all her filler and stuff dissolved and going back to the real natural look. Because and that's what that's what's in. It's all or that's the what trends. they're trying to make in. And yeah. it's just it's so interesting that like if you aren't so secure and it's taken me 24 years and I'm not perfect but it's taken me 24 years to actually just be like you are who you are and like that's cool like that's all good you like that absolutely if you aren't secure then I can like it's so see you just like looking at these people and thinking like I can't fucking keep up yeah like I mean when we were at high school the time of like tummy tees um waist trainers this was all the Kardashians like they like you know there's that whole debate that in the 90s it was all the Kate Moss stick thin Mm. whatever and that was in and then the Kardashians revolutionised what it meant to be hot because they came in with these curvy gorgeous bodies Um, and then that's what people aspired to be so like people saw that at the time as like you know revolutionary and whereas now it's just like it's the exact same fucking thing because that's also not realistic you know Cosmetic cosmetic procedures to make themselves look a certain way that is just totally unattainable. But mm. and they've always been gorgeous. The, like oh. they are like Armenian beauties. They oh, are so so stunning. so gorgeous. And the thing is, is like they have a culture and a beautiful culture that they could really embrace. And Kim Kim talks about um, Armenia and especially the genocide and things like that. And she embraces it. She's quite like an activist for Armenia, but. It's like you have this culture that you could be so proud of and like embrace it instead of looking at the one that's trendy yes. and sort of and making that one on your it. own. Yeah. It's yeah. just it is very interesting and it's a conversation that like um goes beyond just this like small segment. But yeah, Liv, really interesting with the Brazilian butt lift because that's like obviously rooted in like yeah, just Brazil. plastic like, surgery and but then, you know, the the racism in plastic surgery in general and yeah. why it came. Yeah. About. So, so, so and then the fact that like um everyone watching on TikTok, like their butts getting deflated or like the progression of Kylie Jenner getting her surgery and it's like all of that is a distraction 
tactic. Yes. And like, yes, we've been distracted by it talking about it, but I feel like we've had a good conversation about sort of bodies as well. Yeah, because that's a huge issue as well that they have... That they definitely have, contributed to. I so. know. So yeah, no, it's all it all leads back to like the, furthering their brand and and yeah, yeah. If, yeah, absolutely. And then yeah, another story that's come up, you know, to pile on top and on top is has Kylie had her new baby? Um, yeah. There's been major speculation around whether Kylie has had her second baby or not. She's been very private about this pregnancy, just as she was with the last one. Um, so no one knows when the due date is or what the gender of the baby is. Um, however, fans are sure that there have been many clues, um, whether Kylie has had her baby, such as her nails being short, Stormy being the only Kardashian kid to wear a face mask at their family Christmas party, and then also <laughs> avoiding her photographer by hiding under a blanket. Anyway, there's heaps and heaps of things that yeah. fans are, like, obsessed with. Yes. Whether Kylie has had her baby or not, and like they know that people they're are fueling get obsessed it. with it. Yeah, of they're course, fueling it. They they are. They're doing things with fingernails and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, oh, absolutely, like, absolutely. Um, and then another story that has come out. I mean, I guess this is less of a cover up because this is just. Is this about Tristan? This is about Tristan. Okay. I Not mean, a cover up. It's just like it's a just piece ridiculous. Of shit. So. So Tristan Thompson has made headlines yet again as he has confirmed that his and Chloe's daughter True is going to have a new half brother. So the paternity test of a woman that Tristan cheated on Chloe with has come Another back. One. Yeah, positive that Tristan has fathered the child of a lady called Marilee Nichols. Um so yeah. Tristan's trying to say that the baby was conceived in March, which was the same month that him and Chloe publicly got back together. So trying to be like, oh, you know, it could have been before sort of thing. But Nicholas says that the baby was um, conceived in April, so therefore like fully cheated on her. I mean, yeah. it's We all spoke just about ridiculous. this on an uh, um, episode of Culture Vulture oh, previously. Yeah. And yeah. if you want more of the like in-depth shit there i don't know why you would i'm i'm personally exhausted about hearing tristan thompson's bullshit Absolutely. but you feel free to go yeah. back and listen so that's basically another one and then kim has also filed to become legally single and is wanting to drop west from her last name like this is it's just like fluff headlines yeah, fluff right headlines also interesting though because yay when he changed his name he mm-hmm. dropped everything except for yay so True. is west even still rello well that is or- a good question one i don't know the answer to but Someone else might do fill us in. Um, And Ye is now dating Julia Fox, who is a fashion designer, actress, model, photographer. And is that a PR thing? Because that, like, the way we sort of found out or the way it became extremely in our faces was literally via, like, a magazine article about one of their first dates. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean... They've blatantly PR'd that. Oh, blatant. It was written by Julia Fox. Yeah. yeah. Who actually follows us on Instagram. Yeah, through cool. Interview Magazine. And then she wrote how, like, Ye directed a photo shoot for yeah. her, like, while people dined, and that she had an entire hotel suite full of clothes for her once they finished their romantic dinner. So it was all just very, like, extra and So extra, and, and it just, like, it... Ugh, a great distraction tactic. Exactly. And then... A article that was actually really interesting that came out was Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott's leaked magazine spread. So this was all over TikTok. Um, A spread was leaked from W Magazine suggesting that Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott aren't actually properly together, that they have a modern approach to their relationship and a co-parenting Stormy and and their expected second child, creating their own definition of what it means to be a family. But obviously the spread was 
you know, acts due to the tragedy, the yeah, Astro world. world, because they basically didn't want they want Travis to be seen in the best light possible and this modern approach to their relationship isn't the narrative that they're wanting to push right now. And so now. did that get leaked? Yeah, so it got leaked. And then did you see Chloe commented being yeah. like, this yes. is not true. Yeah, so she, Chloe, maybe she hadn't been filled in. Well, maybe she hadn't been filled in, but then maybe she's just trying to create more confusion. So because they don't want that narrative right now, no. right? They want him to be seen in this this family man, this really strong, like, together guy but of course like just because you're married like I mean they're not married but just because you're in a stable family dynamic doesn't mean you're necessarily that type of guy that's a very outdated thing but people still you know no but maybe they wanted like maybe this they wanted this to get leaked saying Mm. that they were separated and taking a modern approach so that he wasn't tied so close to the family that's actually true that's yeah because another thing that's just come out today um that sort of tries to paint travis scott in a better light i mean there's actually so much going into this is that so Chicago Chicago and Stormy had like a joint birthday party or maybe it was just Chicago's anyway Chicago being Yay and Kim's daughter and Yay went onto his story and was like no one is letting me into the party they won't tell me where it is like this is my daughter it's going to be like a a big memory for her that I wasn't there and he's all going like I'm going to reclaim my narrative and it's like it's always been your narrative, yeah. Like, you're not reclaiming shit. Like, you have always been low-key selfish. Um, anyway, then he goes on to very publicly say, the person that told me where the party was was Travis Scott. Oh, Therefore, so painting blatant. the family man, the wonderful hero of the story, Travis Scott, he obviously cares about yay. And I've seen he so cares much- about fatherhood. He's got yeah. the empathy. That's what I've seen on Twitter as well. I was like, surely people aren't falling for this or whatever. Yeah. And I saw so many like people being like, of course it was Travis Scott like um, stepping in to tell yay where the party was. Like, yay, should never have married into that family. They're all crazy women. Like, Travis did the right thing. And I was like, okay, first of all, they're all a bit fucked. Mm. Second of all, like, Travis Scott is not the hero in this story. This is, like, really, like, carefully packaged and calculated. Absolutely. Everything uh, is. Everything. And it's honestly wild just the amount we can go into it. There's also been a leaked new Yay song with someone else whom I did not actually look up who else it was with. I don't really care. Anyway, he was talking about the divorce with him and Kim saying, we have the best divorce ever. If we go to court, we'll go to court together. Matter of fact, pick up your sis, we'll go to courts together. I watched four kids for like five hours today. Like, painting himself as this like... Trying to be like, I was there for five hours. Like, sorry, you should have been there for 24. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, you're doing the most. Yay, go you. Um, Non-custodial dad, I bought the house next door. What do you think the point of being really rich for? And then... When you give them everything, they only want more. Bougie and unruly. Y'all need to do some chores. Rich-ass kids, this ain't your mama house. Climb on your brother's shoulder. Get that top ramen out. Like, I'm sorry. You're saying that your kids are bougie and unruly and they need to do chores. And like, I don't, Are you yes. trying to, like, shit on your kids to shit on Kim's mothering? Yes. Like, literally, like, rich-ass kids, this ain't your mama's house. And he's, like, rapping this verse. Then he says, God save me from that crash just so I can beat Pete Davidson's ass. 
who? And now my new bitch bad, I know Illuminati mad. So he's like just, he's just squeezing in as much into this verse I mean, that to distract. is not his finest, I have to say. I know, like, yay. Like, he's he's contro. He's extremely contro. Mm-hmm. Outed Kim's, abort- said he wanted North aborted and did all that stuff. But he's usually quite musically, like, good, you know? Yeah, usually, I mean, yeah, you know, he is- he's pretty good. However, this is just lazy. It's just a dig. Putting Pete Davidson's name in there is obviously a publicity thing. Oh, absolutely. It's just, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's wild. Ludicrous. And I mean, okay, we can't be talking about these people without, like, sort of saying that they have a new Hulu show coming out and this is all, like, really trying to keep them in the limelight for, oh, my God, are they going to be talking about all of these 20 fucking stories on Hulu that we've just talked about? So I wonder if that, I mean, I'm saying, I wonder if that's been part of their strategy. Well, I'm sure it's been two birds, one stone, hasn't it? Um, Speaking of songs, actually, Luz, um, Chris Jenner over the break did release a cover of Jingle Bells. No. Like, this is the type of shit that they're they're actually trying to do. So, um, yep, she released this cover on the drums. Guess who was on the drums? Travis Barker. Yep. Um, While Kourtney Kardashian was on the bells. As many of you probably know, this is not Chris's first song. Do you know her other (laughs) song? Yeah, the one about turning 60. Or Me and My Friends. Me and My Friends, her 1994 track of I Love My Friends. And then Um, the girls redid it for her birthday, I think. Yes. Yeah, so she's obviously trying to further her musical career. Oh, my God. (laughs) And do you remember Kim's song? Um... Oh my they God, play in that? my jam, jam. God, we did get some singing. <laughs> we can't go an episode without. Honestly, it just anyway. bubbles out of me. Like, no, it it's 40 minutes in. Um, but you've got another thing to say about Chris Jenner. And just before I get into this one, just a wee content warning. I'm not going to be going into massive detail, but this short segment does talk about sexual assault. So if you don't want to listen to that, just skip forward a few minutes. So this is all, like, allegedly, obviously, it's someone making a case against Chris Jenner, and it is going to be settled in private, so we don't know that many details, but all of this I got from Vulture, so you can go and read the article on there. So in 2020, Chris Jenner's bodyguard, Mark McWilliams, accused her of sexual assault, and then when he complained about it, like, lowering his hours and then terminating him, sort of right. like, I mean, it's all allegedly terminating him in a wrongful way like not in the process that you should now the reason you probably won't have seen this is because like either the distraction tactic of all of this has been at work or because the case is being settled in private Mm. the only reason I knew about this is because like this morning I was researching you know why do they do these distraction tactics and everyone was talking about it I don't know what legs this case has but the fact that it is starting to be covered I don't know it's and and it was filed in 2020 I don't think it's meant to even be like sorted out until 2023 but that's just another like that's just another story that's flown really under the radar um, as they would have wanted. Mm-hmm. But that's quite a serious one because obviously... It is. And yeah, you believe the survivor. Survives. So if that's true, then like these tactics are no... I mean, how much worse can it be to distract from Astro World? That is not something that you can... You should be able to brush over with a badly photoshopped face, nor is sexual assault. However, it just works. I know, them. it does. And they just continue to do it and then people forget about all of the shit that they've done and it just glosses over exactly and we do yeah we sort of 
how hold different people to different standards. Well, this is like the thing, this. and back to the you know reality TV star debate about how we don't take people as seriously that were on reality TV, and yeah, that may be that maybe means we don't take their achievements as seriously, but I think it also means that we don't take their wrongdoings as seriously as well. Exactly, but it is. It's really interesting to see that it actually works. And if you don't go out looking for this, like if you don't really closely follow the story that they're trying to cover up, then, you know, you you can't. Like it's really hard to follow. Yeah, it's wild how good they are. I mean, that is their job, right? Yeah. It, Literally, yeah. media presence is their job. And so it's and they, no wonder that they're yeah. so good at it. Now, and Kendall has got off lightly. I was thinking that. Yeah. And even Scott. Except for, I guess, the Pepsi ad that and, and, um, did not when go she down had, well. When she had the big secret to tell, and it was that she had acne and she was working with Clarisol. Yeah. She sort of, anyway. So, Kendall, actually, we got dirt on you too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Liv, Kardashians aside, what's on your radar? You got anything on your radar this Well, week? obviously, today I'm going to go home and watch the second episode of Euphoria. I'm so really excited. excited about it. Watched the first episode last Monday as soon as it came out. Um, which I really enjoyed. Again, very dark. So do protect yourself. Yes, protect yourself. Honestly, very dark. Yeah. Um, Another thing that is kind of on my radar, I watched this, it's like a 2017 film, but I thought it was really good. Speaking of Spider-Man, actually, it's called Molly's Game. And basically I need to finish it because I haven't quite finished it, but it's all about um, the poker ring, the all the A-list celebrities were sort of part of and it's based off a true story and one of the characters is meant to be based off of Tobey Maguire and he's not portrayed very nicely. So, so it's, so really it's not Tobey Maguire that's acting in this. No. It's based off of his it's character. based off like of his actual him. person. Yeah, and like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio were all sort of part of this Oh my God, that's actually thing. interesting because there's been some PR tactics to cover that up oh. if I didn't know about it. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. But yeah, it was a wee while ago, but it's a good movie and I'm going to finish it off. Oh my so God, that's on my radar. That. What about you, Liz? Um, I only have one thing on my radar this week just because I've been a bit lazy and I've been sort of crying over my cat. The new Hanya Yanagihara book, which if that doesn't ring a bell to you, she wrote the book A Little Life, which oh. is the most like upsetting, like traumatizing book, but also gorgeous, just gorgeous, gorgeous book. But it's really sad. So like, honestly, if you're sensitive, do not read it. Like I won't let Liv yeah, or our friend I Alan not read it. Like real no sensitive way. people, even Ruby, like just don't read it. I loved it. Like I read it twice. She has just written and released a new book called To Paradise. And I've been reading so many reviews. Some people love it. Some people hate it. And I love that when you get mixed reviews, so then you can make your own decision. It's not like everyone's loved it or everyone's hated it. And so I've just ordered that. So I'm really looking forward to that coming. And yeah, that's, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I know. I'm really excited for that. But other than that, Everyone, if you want to find us, you can find us over on Shit You Should Care About, but probs best to find us on the other end of the morning newsletter, mm, would you say, Liv? I would definitely say It's where say the party so. happens. It honestly is. It's where the true, you know, you're getting that day-to-day. You're, yeah. you're in the know. You're in the know, and I love, I just love corresponding that way with you guys. It's my highlight of my day. We also have The Shit Show, which is our weekly news wrap-up, and you should definitely go and listen to that. 
What else is going on, Liv? Yeah, what else? Oh, you can leave you can leave um ratings on Spotify now. Oh, so go and rate amazing. us on Spotify if you listen there, five stars or whatever you want, but five stars. Or um you can do it on Apple Podcasts too. Huge thank you to Neon and huge thank you to our wonderful producer Tiahe Butler and Liv. Um, I'll see you next week, will I? Yeah, you will, as <laughs> always. <laughs> nice to chat. You too. <laughs> Bloody good to be back. It is. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.